a lot of people are going to look at the uh, floor show map anyway for IPCPR, but it's yeah. bigger space, but still family, still friends, and everybody's still welcome to come uh, stretch your legs, have a cigar, uh, be comfortable. And if you're interested in putting in an order, I think my wife would appreciate that too. <laughs> um, so of course, I mean, we, we barely touched on it at the beginning of the show, but obviously, as you've mentioned, you're, you, uh, are the, what's the, what's the word? Chief evangelist. Is that, that's is correct. That, you're that's chief correct. evangelist of Southern draw cigars, which, uh, I'm a, I'm a big fan of the cigars. I'm smoking a Rose of Sharon Lancero right now. This is the, it's really hard to get a good shot of bands with the, with this new lighting technique that I'm using. Everything's just too shiny. Um, but I think they're nice, like, understated bands. What are you smoking, Dennis? Let's talk about that for a second. I've got, and I'm actually really digging it, I've got myself a Firethorn, and I think the size is just killer for me. That that beautiful box press Perfecto? Oh, it's crazy. I really like yeah. it. Yeah, I think that's a really good size for it. Um, and it, is that a newer size, Robert? Um, we have previously new- released a Perfecto of 656, but that's the 2018 uh, so that is basically the same cigar with a double uh, Habano Rosado wrapper. It's a little smoother. Uh-huh. It's a little more sophisticated. Uh, the box press on that thing is just beautiful. I think it. Uh, it's just. Uh, uh, I think the the sweetness of that Rosado comes out a little bit more than it does in the uh, regular blend because the regular blend is really dominated by that San Andreas uh, binder, the spice in it. But this one is just smooth and rich. And you know, I tell you what, if you like IPAs, that would be the one I would go for right there. Actually, that's exactly what I'm drinking tonight. <laughs> Can I get a big amen? Nah. Oh man, amen. Absolutely. Um, I was going to have you go over the lines, but you've got a lot of different blends in your in your portfolio now. So uh, why don't you highlight a couple a couple that people who aren't familiar who are, who are just tuning in should go check out. Let's start with that. Um, and again, remind me before we get off tonight uh, off off air. I'll share a little bit of new news with you that relates to what you just asked. But you know, again, um, Southern Draw. Uh, available commercially about 2014, about this time, uh, four years ago. So it's been a short four years in, in, a, in a sense of our time on the market. Uh, we did launch Southern Draw with two core blends, one of which is the fire thorn that Dennis is smoking, Habana Rosado, San Andreas Maduro binder, four uh, Nicaraguan fillers in that, including a Pueblo Nuevo, which to me is where that, that little hoppiness, that little citrus comes from mm-hmm. that uh, makes a nice little medium, medium plus cigar, a little play on sweet and spicy. Uh, the second is the kudzu, the escuro. It's a, it's a naturally fermented uh, escuro, kind of more of a chocolate brown uh, with that beautiful Omatepe uh, binder that offers that oaky char, you know, that, that just those aromas coming from that volcanic soil there on uh, Isla Omatepe. Uh, and in that blend, it's also Nicaraguan fillers with the exception of uh, kind of a, the hidden gem where the power comes from. Is it is 25% Connecticut broadly in, uh, in the filler of that, uh, in the filler of that original kudzu blend. Um, those have now been released in six different Vitolas over, over the years. Uh, Robusto Toro Gordo, Lancero, 656, and 558 Perfecto, right? Um, and then, of course, what we know about uh, the Rose of Sharon that joined the party uh, around April of last year. Nice little mild, medium, uh, Ecuadorian-grown Connecticut, uh, Nicaraguan, uh, really heavy Nicaraguan uh, Habano binder in that that gives it some nice body to it, a lot of integrity. Uh, and then, of course, the Nicaraguan fillers, 
with the exception of the Piloto Cubano, which is where that flavor and that body uh, that kind of takes it more to a medium. And I think it's the reason why it's been a little more uh, broadly um, uh, accepted and uh, celebrated over the last year uh, because a lot of Connecticut smokers smoke it, but a lot of those in that medium, medium plus range in the Habano range have stepped down to it. Um, And then, of course, uh, the Jacob's Ladder. Uh, This is the big boy, the double broadleaf, double Lajero. Uh, Lancaster 401, great uh, Pennsylvania grown, uh, really dark, really rich. Um, the uh, I, I think the fermentation on this is really what uh, uh, did it for me. Um, because of the uh, amount of time we put this in and the amount of uh, fermentation phases, uh, it created kind of this rich molasses. So you've got this smoky, rich, meaty, greasy you know, kind of cigar, but it has this little smokiness, uh, this little molasses that also came out from the Jalapa Lajero and the Esteli. So that's the full body, full flavor. That's the four core lines. And then, of course, uh, let's not forget uh, the quick draw line. The quick draw line. I love again, those quick draws. You know, it's 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 been a great uh, a great little entry cigar to a lot of shops that didn't have shelf space too in that five to six dollar price point. But really, it's meant to stand alone, right? It's a celebration of small ring gauge and thinner ring gauge cigars uh, in a nice medium body Connecticut. What my favorite is the Ecuadorian dark Habano, which most people would know in the quick draw by the green band, and of course another uh, Pennsylvania grown uh, Maduro, uh, and those are uh, now in uh, Petit Corona, short Panatella. And a new Corona Gordo that came out uh, earlier in the year. That's a little five by forty-six. Uh, just been a great line. So that's seven blends, uh, unique blends that are on the market, um, and there are a good variety of boxes and bundles and singles and samplers in each of those. So I think there's a little something for everybody. We uh, we uh, we see very similar sales of every skew of every product out there <laughs> across the board, which is good balance for us. Yeah, that's definitely a good balance to have. Um, and then kind of the thing we're here to talk about tonight, which is the new Ignite project. Um, the full name is Ignite Some Good, right? That is correct. That is correct. Um, talk to us about that a little bit. Uh, I think it's a really cool project, and it's really uh, it's it's a really good thing to help give back a little bit. And, and I appreciate that being the topic because it is uh, a a big undertaking that's taken quite a bit of time yeah. over the last few years to plan. It's taken a lot of cooperation from the factory uh, and and the partners and the sponsors, but you know, really ignites some good for us is uh, a reference to First Corinthians sixteen fourteen, which basically is let all things be done with charity, let all things be done with love, depending on your translation. And you know, quite honestly, Trip, you just said to give back, and I think uh, let me let me rephrase that a little bit. Let's sure. give up front. Let's give of a, let's give from our first. Let's give from our best. Let's give when it's the hardest to give. Let's give when uh, when you look at those brand new cigars that are coming out and you're so excited to share them. That's the time to capture the market. That's the time to put those in the hands of our retail partners, uh, in the hands of consumers, and generate some good. So really what Ignite was meant to do for 2018 was it was allowing us to take all of our new releases we had scheduled for the year, identify retail partners that had the resources and had the commitment to committing a, a quantifiable amount of money and resources to specific charities. Um, the first three, uh, the first two Ignite projects uh, that we've released, you'll see it, you'll see these on the market. This is a 10-count humid jar. 
um, that I worked together with uh, the team at Famous Smoke Shop uh, to to license and to manufacture. Oh. Uh, each one of these uh, holds ten cigars, uh, and then each one of these have uh, Bovita. Uh, 69% that they graciously donated for all the charities. Uh, and, and we have a specific charity for each one. So let's talk a little bit about it. Um, this that I'm going to bring out here for you is the Ignite release from uh, two weeks ago with Famous Smoke Shop. This is the beautiful Rose of Sharon Perfecto 656. Oh, yeah. Awesome. So we have 10 of those that obviously have the custom Ignite bands, color-coded. Wonderful Bovita. Make sure we keep them... Uh, humidified, uh, but we also make sure we put literature. In this case, this was to benefit Cigars for Warriors. Uh, we want to make sure that people understand the mission first. Um, mm -hmm. So each one of these jars, uh, and there were 5,000 produced, uh, between Southern Draw and the retailer, we both jointly contribute up front to the charity. So it's not based on which of these sell to consumers. It is based on how many we produce together. So uh, the first phase of this project is $37,500 that go to specific charities. So on April 1st, uh, sorry, April uh, 14th, we launched the uh, first project with Casa de Monte Cristo. And that was, in fact, the cigar I'm smoking, which is the Jacob's Ladder Box Press Lancero. Um, the second uh, release for uh, for the Ignite project for 2018 was the uh, Rosa Sharon Perfecto together with Famous Smoke Shop. We had a wonderful event. Um, there's a lot of press and a lot of media and a lot of activity going on within these retail organizations. Some, many of them, they all have retail locations, but they all have other distribution channels, right? They have yeah. a lot of so, show, so, social media. They have uh, some online. Some of them have set up a uh, hotline so people can call in like a telephone and say, hey, we want to support this organization. Uh, we want to buy the cigars or maybe we want to donate the cigars. So these were meant to, uh, um, in the end, quantifiable amount of contributions to the charities to give the retailers uh, the latest and greatest cigars that we have available in three Make sure the consumers have a nice 10-count jar that has an MSRP about ninety nine ninety nine. So instead of a new box of a new cigar coming out at 200 bucks and we got to wait till payday, we believe that the 10 count was a great way to get them in the hands of more people. And uh, mm. in that, we all get to contribute. So that's that's really the the concept of where we are is moving forward in 2018 and beyond. We would like to grow this project. Uh, and we're not discounting smaller retailers. We just had to see if this concept would work. Uh, the, the jars that we had to make, the cigars we had to produce, the amount of time and effort we put into it, does it make sense? Can we sustain it? And our answer is, I think, uh, uh, yes, I think we can. Awesome. Dennis, I'm going to let you ask a question since uh, I feel like I'm going to be hogging the whole, th the whole time <laughs> if I keep going. So two things for me that really stand out, and I was when I first heard about these, I was really pumped and excited. Um, Obviously, I know, I know the cigars, but I was just really fascinated by the jars. And also, obviously, the message, too, was really big for me. And two things that really stand out is that that kind of that sheet inside, I think, is really cool. That talks about what the charity is, you know, what it's all about. I think that's awesome. And also just the general kind of transparency, because as a consumer, if I'm going to a shop and I'm spending money on something, and they say, well, we're going to donate to something. We're going to give the money to wherever it's nice that the level of transparency that you have is just all the infos out there and you want people to know it's not just to sell a product so you can transfer some money somewhere else and, and put it to a charity, but it's the passion stands out. 
And so mm-hmm. I guess going into my question, obviously we know um, the FDA has kind of made it a little bit tricky with Cigars for Warriors and some other things. Uh, but going forward, are there any other kind of big charity uh, projects you might be having in the future? Um, absolutely. We, we believe this is just the beginning. Uh, and we also believe that while it appeared that we limited this to the larger retailers, um, that we're going to engage our smaller retailers, even the one-off mom and pops. We want to make sure there's a level of participation and a, lo- a level to make a true difference in the lives of a lot of people, not just in the U.S. Now, Dennis, before I answer what we're doing next, I think it, it's it's clear to me that the message of Ignite, uh, although it was released via press release and we sent it out to all the media, uh, you know, our vision, number one, was to do something quantifiable within the confines of the law, within the regulations of the FDA, yeah. within the regulations of the uh, the interpretation of the law that a lot of retailers have with if they have counsel. Everybody has their own interpretation, yeah, but we want to stay tricky. within that. So we started by focusing on our active duty military, our deployed military, i.e. Cigars Warriors, as you can see the logo behind us. Yeah. Um, but we want to extend this to protecting premium cigar rights, uh, our retail associations, our state associations, and fortifying the message of the state associations. And then we really want to expand this project to focus on our, uh, our own, all of our communities, our needy, our homeless, uh, our hungry. And what we're going to find is even then a lot of those are, are prior service, military service that are struggling in life. Uh, maybe some are struggling with uh, addictions. Maybe some are struggling with abuse. But we want to get them reacclimated in the community. So that's a much broader vision of what we want to do. But it was lined out in our vision of what we want to begin. This is a ignite some good. Is we're igniting it now, but we think it's going to grow. And then the the second part of the message, I think, that is very important to kind of re revisit uh, because we haven't talked a lot about it since April is uh, the values. A the ambition is uh, really about providing our first and our best, not providing something at the end of the year where we have a few cigars in a warehouse uh, or the retailers have some swag left over from events. Uh, we want to provide the first and the best because that is, to, to us, really doing something good and doing the best we can with what we have. Number two, the collaborations are vital. Uh, the collaborations between uh, our factory, our uh, Boveda, uh, our retail partners, uh, the media partners, um, I wish we had planned this a little better where each media member got to participate in some way and really got to break the story and participate. So we're learning from that moving forward that mm-hmm. the collaborations, because we all have our own audience, right? We all have our own yeah, reach. Definitely. Some of it's geographic. Some of it is uh, certain mediums, you know, audio, video, podcast, whatever it may be, print. But we want to do a better uh, job in the future. Um, the creativity that we want to have as part of our values is really – uh, embracing the best of what each one of us have. What what are the tools? What are the knowledge? What's the knowledge? What are the what are the the resources that we have to overcome federal, state, local, you know, laws and and limitations and really reach the people? But as Dennis said, the most important for us was quantif- uh, was accountability. Effectively uh, report and share uh, quantifiable and sustainable. Uh, results. We want to be held accountable, and we want our partners to be accountable, and ultimately, we want the charities that we commit to to know that they can count on us, because it's easy to do it once. It's really difficult to do it twice. Uh, so that's yeah. important. So that being said, uh, I am going to share a little t- bit of bit of information just fresh here with you guys tonight at Cigar Federation Cigar Chat, and it is 
We know about the Ignite release number one. It was Casa de Monte Cristo. It did benefit Cigars Wars, a wonderful success with the Jacobs Ladder Lancero box press. The the uh, release with Famous was nothing short of spectacular. Wonderful participation by the staff uh, from the marketing to the retail side, uh, as well as CFW. Great event, uh, great cigars, which is one of my all-time favorites, the Rosa Sharon and that Perfecto. is. I can't wait for you guys to try it. Uh, but I can tell you, project number three is, uh, in fact, uh, going to uh, unfold here in the next uh, three weeks together with Cigars International. Uh, we're going to start with a little bit of a teaser uh, at the Mega Store in Hamburg on the 5th of June from 6 to 9. And we're going to share two new cigars because they doubled uh, down on the Ignite project. Oh, wow. Benefit, again, Cigars Warriors. But we're going to release two very unique 5x58 Perfectos in a round format, never before seen or, or shared with anyone. Uh, they're a tweak on some some original blends uh, that are exciting and flavorful, and I think people that have only known Southern Draw over the last few years and smoked Rose and Jacobs till they're blue in the face, <laughs> and the people that joined us because they liked our original blends, uh, they're going to get re-excited, they're going to get reinvigorated, and we're going to make a difference there. But uh, that press is coming soon, but uh, I can tell you right now, the teaser... Uh, the the first sneak peek will be at CI Hamburg along with uh, uh, Rich and the and the staff there on the sixth. Uh, I mean, I'm sorry, on the fifth at 6 p.m. Uh, and I'll be up there uh, for that, leading the charge. So uh, those are all cigars for warriors. Now that being said, as much as cigars for warriors has struggles, uh, both in cigar donations and capital donations, uh, Southern Draw is going to have to expand. Uh, we're going to have to support some other charities. We're going to have to spread the love. Uh, we're going to have to listen to our partners because they, too, have uh, charities that they like to support. So yeah. ours was a power of suggestion, and now we're ready to listen for uh, Ignite release number four and five this year. Uh, we're going to probably look at some other options uh, to make sure we uh, we spread this out a little bit and really see what the breadth of this project could be. And I'll, and I'll, I'll stop talking in just a minute since I have the con. But uh, our, our our true goal here is... We believe that other manufacturers can do the same. We believe that those with less or more resources can use a very similar uh, or just join Ignite. We'll, we'd be glad to share that as a licensed product, whatever. We don't need to make money on it. The reality of it is is to do good and help others and do it up front, not wait till the end of the year and just dump your, your leftovers into a, yeah. uh, a food pantry. No, we can only eat so much canned soup and uh, and and. Uh, at cranberry sauce at the end of the year, right? We want to do what's best. So I'll just say that we hope that this is something other people would join us in and not say it's a Southern draw thing because it's not a Southern draw thing. We just happen to kind of be the founders of the feast. Um, thank you for that very thorough answer. Um, before we move on, I do have to take a moment to thank our first sponsor of the night, the Cigar Federation store. Um, you can, of course, get Southern draw there. I was just checking while Robert was talking. They've got a couple of these uh, rows of Sharon Lanceros left. Um, so if you want those, jump on it. They've also, uh, earlier this week, they got another shipment of 2013 Roma Craft products. So if you're interested in some old school Roma, go go and get it because it's good and affordable. Um, and now we're back. I think the licensing aspect of it is really, really interesting. I think that uh, I could absolutely see other manufacturers kind of doing the same thing and using the Ignite uh, branding as as a, uh, a tie them together. I think it could be a really good thing. Um, <clears throat> sorry, go ahead. I was going to say, I, we would really enjoy uh, 
seeing cigars coming from Dominican Republic and Honduras, uh, Costa Rica to join Nicaragua's finest, right? We really would like to see this grow because I think what we're going to find is uh, each one of them have their own have their own uh, uh, group of followers and consumers that really believe in the brand or believe in the origin, believe in the production. Yeah. And uh, we don't want to limit it just to what our palates are and where our commitment is, which is obviously an SLE. But uh, I, uh, I, you know, it's open for discussion for us. We uh, we have no pride of ownership. We just want to see it grow. I think that's that's awesome. That's great. Um, how did you choose which cigars you were going to make part of the Ignite program, or is that kind of a an ongoing thing where you're still deciding? Um, it's it's not. We. Uh, I think in past discussions, we've outlined that we have a 15-year release. We have a 15-year yeah. production schedule. We're nearing the beginning of year five. But the reality of it is these were in line in the production schedule already. Um, we uh, we left them there because we in year four, we had anticipated you know, five years ago when we built the plan that in year five, year four, year five, we wanted to do 12 new releases in 12 months. <laughs> that doesn't mean new blends. That means line extensions. That means maybe reformatting, moving from round yeah. to box press, really playing and working with the blends to, to kind of ignite a new fire to 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 uh, to uh, uh, reengineer in a sense. So what we did is we took those those and we went to the retail partners that uh, we approached with the Ignite project and said it's first come first serve. What do you want? What's hot for you right now? What do you think you can help us move? How do you think we can get attention to the project? And we let them select from that list exactly what they okay. thought would be best for them. So uh, it's kind of a kind of a uh, uh, just a, uh, we put numbers in a hat and said this is what we have and how many and you know which one is going to work for you. Awesome, Dennis. I'm going to let you ask another question now. You got the good question. I'm still excited about the and you actually answered my question earlier about the collaboration in the future with other manufacturers and just branching out. And I think something like that would be just awesome to see in general, just, you know, in the cigar community itself would be very cool. I do too. I, uh, I hope that every time we have a discussion that something from that discussion really, um, really is well received by people that make decisions for other brands. You know, mm -hmm. you guys get a lot of press releases. You get to see a lot of new cigars and new releases and the trade shows coming up. And I ask, I ask, are we releasing new cigars because we can are we releasing new cigars because the old ones don't sell? Are we releasing new cigars it's because that's what we do? Or do we have a reason for it? Do we have a purpose? And my, my, my question that I'm going to pose to everybody is, if you don't have a purpose, we do. We have a purpose, and we'd like to share that purpose with you. And we think uh, it'll be better received. We think more people will reach for it. And we really believe that everybody in the process is going to gain from it, ultimately. And uh, if I'm wrong, they're going to smack my hands and go, what do you know, gringo? And that's okay. Not everybody's going to agree, but I, but I think everybody should have a purpose for what they do. And if they don't have their own, we would be glad to share our purpose with them. All right. We've got a really good audience question that just came in from Jeremy Miller. He says he's he sure it's been said a hundred times and it has, but that's okay. Just because you haven't heard it doesn't mean it's not worth saying again. Um, he loves seeing big bad men smoking a cigar with a pink band. And he wants to know the story behind the Rose of Sharon and, and the pink branding <laughs> on it. All right. Well, uh, it is a great question. It's actually my favorite question because uh, <laughs> the Rose of Sharon is uh, aptly named for the boss lady. We call her Sharon. That's my wife. 
she not only is my wife, but she obviously runs Southern Draw day-to-day operations. She handles customer service and she handles uh, uh, shipping and warehouse and logistics and accounting and jack of all trades, right? Uh, number one. Number two, obviously the Rose of Sharon is a biblical reference uh, in the Song of Solomon, which for us is, I, you know, I am the lily of the valley. I am the Rose of Sharon. I'm the lily of the valley. Uh, but the third part of that is, uh, many years ago when we moved to Austin, Texas, uh, the first, the first, Oh, Oh no. Did we lose him? I'm hoping not. He froze up. So we'll give it a few seconds here. Maybe he's lost in thought. He could be, maybe he could be, uh, <laughs> I was going to make like a Westworld joke, like, his, <laughs> like his brain froze and he just stopped because they do that in Westworld sometimes. Um, well, Oh, Oh, and we lost him. We'll be right back, guys, because uh, this messes up our whole video format. Um, so I'm going to go into standby mode for just back now. All right, guys. Sorry about that. Uh, there was a there was a, a little bit a little technical hiccup there. Um, so I'm trying to remember what we were talking about, Robert. You were you were telling oh you were telling the story of the Rose of Sharon, and you were saying right. that you had just moved to Austin. Um, we had just moved to Austin, and. Uh... My wife's not big on cut flowers, but uh, we bought her a potted plant, and that plant was, in fact, a Rose of Sharon bush that is now about six foot by six foot out back. But, <laughs> uh, but the beauty of it is we wanted this cigar to really celebrate everything that she's done for us. I've been with her 23 years. Uh, God bless her. Um, but what she's done for the brand and the company, she does it quietly and humbly. Uh, but uh, when it came down to the, 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 the Rose of Sharon itself, um, we took the flower, right? And we use that as, uh, to create the Pantone for the band. So we have to have the pink in there. We don't have a choice. So it's kind of got a, a little antebellum look, a little antique look to it. But even the blend of the cigar, um, was really about, you know, we, we, we came out and we said, here's the tagline. She don't know she's beautiful. My wife is a very humble, very sweet, very hardworking later, but she's, she's, she's not hard on the eyes either. Uh, but then again, that beautiful Ecuadorian wrapper, right? Um, uh, and that blend has that nice piloto cubano, so it has a little thorn in it, right? It has a little has a little something something to it. So I tell you what, it showed both sides of her character, and uh, it really emulated her. And I tell you, uh, by sharing that story over the last year or so, as we released that cigar in her honor, which she knew nothing about, or she wouldn't have allowed it to happen. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I find myself that's my favorite blend. Is it uh, is it uh, sentimental? I don't know. I think it's a good blend. I think the Lancero is one of the best cigars I've ever smoked. I could smoke it ten or twenty times a day if I could afford it, and uh, uh, it just turned out well. But really, it was all about celebrating uh, celebrating Sharon and and what she's done for our lives and our families and our communities, and uh, it turned out to be a pretty good cigar too. I, I like it. Um, as I said before, if you're just tuning in, I've I've been smoking one during the show here. I love this blend. It's um, I'm going to try to describe it as briefly as possible, but it's it's like it's got that little bit of Connecticut bitterness. It's got that like that creamy element that Connecticut's always have to have to be good. Um, but then you get like that kick from the Peloto Cubano. It adds like some some meatiness. Uh, I always find Peloto Cubano to be kind of a mushroomy kind of note, but in this one, it's more more of like a a sweet like a, a nice seared steak is what it reminds me of. And, and then it's just got that little touch of spice. I agree. <laughs> I dig it. Uh, so I'm going back through my list of questions here. And I think that you answered all of them during answers to other questions. Uh, Cause one of them was going to be, how did you choose the charities? Um, 
But as you said, you, you kind of let your retail partners help you out with that, which I think is pretty cool. Dennis, do you have another another question queued up? You know what? He hit all my questions as well. Man, Robert, <laughs> you're a pro with this. Within, within the first 10 minutes, no less. So you were saying before, we uh, you've got a little a little teaser. Is is that the teaser about the uh, the CI launch? Or, or do you have a little, another little tidbit for us? Nugget. Well, uh, the CI launch obviously hasn't, uh, it, it probably won't be announced until Friday, uh, but that's a little bit. Um, I can tell you that that is uh, two 5x58 Perfectos that are coming that are very unique and special and obviously new. Um, and uh, I'll, I'll tell you that uh, the trade show is, is uh, kind of a special thing for us this year. So uh, we have a a new Coraline blend going to be released at the show. I'll leave oh it at that. It falls in the spectrum somewhere, but it is destined for us to be the most refined, uh, celebrated uh, uh, blend to date for us. It's going to be important. We're going to announce soon, um, probably the first day of the trade show. We're going to do uh, to do the official launch of that cigar. Um, but at the trade show. Somewhere around the second day, we actually have a new full line, a full cigar line uh, uh, that is going to oh, have wow. a very, uh, very solid, uh, a very solid price point, very favorable to the consumer. Uh, but more importantly, it is also going to have a very distinct charity aspect to it uh, that is going to uh, continue in uh, in. Uh, um, perpetuity. It's a, it's something that uh, is also near and dear to us that we want to bring attention to, a story that we want to tell, and uh, we're going to send it out to the media. But uh, really, we want to make sure that people understand that if you're a retailer, you will not get the new core line or the new line of, or the new full line of cigars if you don't go to the trade show. Period, plain and simple. You will not get them. So uh, we have got to start supporting our organization better. Uh, we, I'm talking about Southern Draw, uh, and the best way to do that is to make sure that if you show up and you participate and you come and you support your brothers and sisters and everybody in the industry and show up at IPCPR in Las Vegas, you're going to have access to it. And if you don't want it and you don't care, that's okay too. But it's the only thing we can control um, with our new release, which is do it there. Uh, first come, first serve. Obviously, we, we want to take care of everybody, don't matter how big or how smart you are. But if you're not there, I can assure you that uh, 2018, you won't see those new products on your shelves. There's just nothing we can do about it. That's just our policy and our way of telling the organization, IPCPR and CRA and uh, the state associations that we'll see you there. And uh, we want to make sure that message is clear. It's not to be rude. It's not to be uh, divisive. It's to say, People that go out of their way to support and to participate and to travel to the hot desert in the summer deserve access, and we want to be the ones that say we're going to make sure that happens. I, I think that's an important thing to do because, um, like, people on the consumer side don't realize that how important the trade show is to the cigar companies because um, that kind of sets the pace for for the entire next year for sales. Um, and if you're not going to the trade show, it means you're not that serious about being a retailer or um, you're just trying to kind of, you know, skip out on it because um, it's an important thing for everybody involved. It's it's important, Trip, and I'm not going to try to encapsulate everybody's reasons uh, for going or not going. 
but uh, because some people have health issues and financial issues and, yeah, and last minute emergency, and obviously we'll take all that in consideration with our with our broad stroke of the pen that we just said. It's not to be uh, divisive, but we do have to stand up for what we can, and we do need to try to force people to attend and support in any manner. And we hope that uh, other brands uh, do something very similar. Uh, again, we're not leading the way by any means, uh, but I can tell you this, we're not going to be out beating on the doors between June and July saying, hey, we're going to give you the IPCPR deals. Don't worry about it. That's not our. That's not what we're going to do. We're just not going to do it. Um, and uh, uh, that comes from corporate. That comes from our, our representatives. Um, everybody in our company is going to be there at the trade show. Everybody that's part of Southern Draw will be there. That's awesome. They'll that's going to be a busy booth. In the booth. They'll be available. It's, and it's going to be busy just with faith, right, if we have nobody else coming. But, you know, the reality of it is you're going to go there and you're going to make yourself accessible and you're going to make sure you spend time with people. If we don't sell a single cigar, you're going to do that. So that's a mandate. And uh, that's, the only way, uh, that's the only way we're going to approach it moving forward because I don't think we've done enough. Uh, we don't have the money that a lot of people have. We don't have the resource a lot of people have. When you throw money at something, that's wonderful. Uh, but I don't think it should be the end of it. I don't think it should be the end of your contribution or, or your your commitment, right? So uh, where we lack in financial wherewithal, we uh, I think will come with a, a lot of energy and, and a lot of willingness. And uh, I think you'll see that uh, it may just be friends and family sitting around the Southern Draw booth, but uh, we'll be there. Well, we'll be there to see you guys no matter who else shows up. I'm excited for it. You're going to have a lot gonna of fun. Be good. Yeah, I think it's going to be a good year. Uh, kind of listen and watch what everybody's doing. I saw a sneak peek of the black label booth. It kind of blew my mind. I, uh, uh, I think yeah, it was James well thought out. A picture. Yeah, it's pretty exciting. Uh, you know, last year I never left my booth except to go to the restroom, and maybe I went and picked up a few beers. But uh, I've got to get out this year. You know, I'm hoping that uh, I'll be able to sneak and visit some of the some of the fine folks that invest a lot of time and money under creative with your booze and uh, i want to be able to do it last year it just it didn't happen um uh, but uh i'm excited from what i'm seeing the the planning this year uh the uh the, the not only the design uh but uh uh the word on the street you know what's new what's coming the expansion yeah. the line extensions i'm excited for everybody else more than i am myself i know what i'm doing i just want to know what they're doing yeah i, want I mean to, th- that's I, one I'm of the fan, really cool you know? things that's one of the really cool things, and actually, that leads me into a question that I've been meaning to ask everybody on the who comes on the show. Um, so you're going to be number two. Um, wait, wait, wait! But you're going to be two? the second person that I ask. Oh, I've actually number uh, two stinks. <laughs> no, um, yeah. So the trade show is always like it's crazy busy for everybody. Last year we kept telling um, Fred Rui. We we did our interview with Fred, and we said let's. Let's, uh, you know, he, he said, come back and meet up. Let's just hang out and smoke a cigar. And it was like, yeah, that sounds great. We'd love to do that. Um, we ended up spending about 20 minutes after the show closed, helping James break down his booth um, just so we could spend a little time with Fred because we just couldn't find time elsewhere. But the question is, what do you think is going to be the big trend this year? Ooh, mm, that's I a good one. one. I, uh, There's always I a trend at the a, show. I don't have a slightest clue other than what I've seen thus far in the preparation, I see a wonderful resurgence and line extension, new sizes, great favorite blends, things that you've kind of put on the shelf for the last few years. And you said, listen, 
this thing's good, and it's even really good in this small ring gauge or this larger ring gauge or this Perfecto mm-hmm. or this, you know, this Torpedo. I think we're going to see people go back to their roots and say, listen, this thing's been good. It's been solid, and we want you to celebrate it again. And in order to, to give you a little, you know, to amp it up a little bit, here's a new size for you to try out. I think that's what we're going to see more of than anything. I think that's a really good prediction because I think that a lot of people, a lot of times uh, line extensions kind of get downplayed. Unless right. you're releasing like, I don't know, unless you're releasing a Lancero or you're releasing yeah. like a Corona Gorda of something that's never been in a small ring gauge, uh, usually people don't get that excited about it. So I think if there's a lot of them, there's going to be a lot more excitement about um, what what people would typically think of as like, you know, just a simple line extension. Um, but they can what be excited. Yeah, what you just said, Trip, is part of that prediction. I think you are going to see a lot of smaller ring gauge, thinner cigars. You're going to see the resurgence again of the Corona Gordos and the Panatellas and the Lonsdale and the Lanceros. Uh, and I think you're going to see people recognize that price point was a prohibitor in the in the in the past. But moving forward, price it fairly, and people are going to go back and celebrate those thinner ring gauge. It is macho to smoke a pink banded cigar. You're doing it. <laughs> I'm smoking a skinny pink banded cigar right and now. And I'm smoking a skinny cigar, which I would prefer over anything. But if if us big ugly guys can do it, anybody can do it. So I think <laughs> part of that, part of those new line extensions are going back to some nice classic sizes uh, and make sure the price is reflected where people will go out and adopt it and put it in their rotation. I would definitely welcome that. And speaking of the Jacob's Ladder Lancero, Bob Langmaid wants to know what is the size on the Jacob's Ladder um, Lancero? I think I'm going to guess that six and three quarter by 40. Is that what it is? Uh, it, it's six and a half by 40, uh, as all of our Lanceros are, six and a half by 40. Yep, Bob, uh, that's it. Uh, again, we find that for our blends, uh, the burn rate, the burn temperature, uh, the draw, uh, which is obviously important to us, we wouldn't put our name on it, uh, you know, Southern draw, uh, I think for us, the six and a half forty is ideal. Uh, I'm sitting outside in a breezy area because it was hot on the back of the deck here uh but i mean that's the lancero i mean it's just burning and burning it's absolutely beautiful but six and a half yeah, by 40 and, and mine's burning great see look at that with all the breeze coming through the studio there <laughs> I, I do have a fan on me because it is it's like, i mean it's hot for me which is 80 degrees i'm not used to that yet well you're like in I the before, spotlight we're having one hell of a winner yeah <laughs> all right i'm going back through the comments to see if i missed any questions uh, there was a shout-out that I wanted to get to. Harry Hogan says, Howdy, Rob. Team SoCal is ready to ignite some good here. Great project. All right. Let's let's uh, let's give a little background. Harry Hogan, <laughs> a.k.a. Phil Hogan, uh, and Miss Shelley Hogan are members of Southern Draw, a.k.a. investors, ah. family, friends, members. Most of all, you met them last year at the trade show booth. Um but they're as big a part of this as anything, and uh, maybe they're going to play even a bigger role moving forward. But uh, uh, nice, cleverly, he he he's on the air now. He doesn't even know it. But uh, one of the best dudes in the world. Let me say it that way. He and I've we've uh, we've been neighbors and family and friends since 1996, 97, I guess January '97. Uh, but uh, yeah, it's uh, it's been a long run. But uh, yeah, that's the Southern Southern California chapter of Southern Draw Cigars right there. Uh, so Evan Kirshner, he's, he's a guy who's local to me. He has yet to try any Southern draw. He says they're hard to get in Oregon. I don't believe anybody in Northern Oregon at least carries them. Uh, that cigar shop down in Grants Pass may or may not. Um, but they are, they're, they're tough to get out here. 
we're not in the south, so so you don't have that southern draw. You don't have that uh, that phrase helping you do your marketing. But I, that brings me to a good question for you, Robert. What two cigars would you recommend him to go go order since he can't get them locally? What uh, what does he normally smoke? What's his profile? I think uh, you want to stay you know stay within the, your your palate. Uh, but I would tell you that uh, uh, I would not smoke the Rose and the Jacobs first. Uh, if I had to suggest it, and it's only because they're both opposite ends of the spectrum within our profiles, I would start mm-hmm. with the Firethorn and the Kudzu. I would give you that nice, clean burn of that Firethorn that can literally be enjoyed any time of day with any beverage of choice. And then when you want to step it up and you've had a little bit of a meal and maybe you've got a nice scotch or a nice bourbon in front of you, uh, I would go to that Kudzu. And I, would, I, I, I wouldn't shy away from getting those 656 Perfectos or just starting out with the Toro on those. Uh, but that's where I would go. And that's why we started with those two blends. I think they fit in most people's profile uh, people that smoke fuller body will step down to the kudzu. People that smoke milder will step up to the firethorn, and it's a good uh, good guess if I just had to guess. All right, I, th- I think that's a fair a fair recommendation, Dennis. Why don't you you line up a question because I have to figure out if we're having a technical issue here or not because my com- my computer keeps telling me that we are. All right, fair enough. Uh, so I am actually Robert. I'm smoking the firethorn and I'm pairing it with a an IPA, and I have to tell you, you hit it right on the head, man. Um, I've got this funky IPA that's got lactose and uh, oats and some other crazy stuff, and it pairs so well with the cigar. But I feel like, as you said, I could have a Coke, I could have a a bourbon, I can have anything with this cigar, and I feel like it would still kind of stay true to its flavor and not be overwhelmed. And um, so my my question to you is, I guess, in the future, are we going to see more, I don't know if you can speak to it or not, but are we going to see more uh, double-wrapped cigars? Uh, from other people or from us? From you guys. <laughs> oh, uh, I can assure you, you will. Um, not only for me, it's very exciting. Be, I love that. Um, you know, working on a working within the same tobaccos and working through ratios is part of the joy and the fun. Um, uh, not only are you going to see double wrap, but you're going to see double binder versions. And what happens is, let's use the Firethorn Ooh. as an example. That's a Habana Rosado over San Andreas. The filler combination stays the same, but uh, when you add a double rosado, it's that refinement that you're enjoying right now that I think it even makes it more approachable to the masses. But the inverse of that is, what if you take the rosado and you have a double San Andreas Maduro oh, binder? So you create almost a full-bodied version of that cigar. Now you can step it up and you get into the ball game of uh, incredible single malts. You know, get into those twelve to fifteen. Uh, 12 to 15 year age, some of those nice uh, barrel aged rums. You get into the more refined palates, I think. People enjoy top shelf liquor that really want to enjoy the, the nuances are now uh, on the forefront of their palate. Uh, so I think uh, uh, I'm as excited about Double Binder, uh, which is part of uh, maybe something that's coming out, uh, as much as I am about the Double Wrappers. All right. Well, I guess we'll have to wait to hear the news about the double binders. Yeah. <laughs> well, let's say you won't wait long. It won't be long, my friend. All right. <laughs> I, I can live with that then. Secret sauce. Got it. And uh, as we're getting towards the end of the show, where can people uh, where can people find out more about Southern Draw Cigars? Where can they uh, follow you online and stuff like that? I, I appreciate that. Well, first of all, southerndrawcigars.com is the website. Uh, it's growing. It's evolving. Obviously, we need to put more focus on that, but it does have uh, general information about the company and the family and the cigars and the blends and the profiles. 
general map of availability. Yes, we need to work in the Pacific Northwest a little better. Um, number one, number two, Facebook is a good uh, good vehicle. Uh, both Robert Holt at Facebook and 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 Southern Draw Cigars, they're they're both the same feed. Um, we have not used that to a business account. So please do not be discouraged that I cannot accept your friend request. It's not because you're not important to us. We have f- like 14,000 requests right now, but I have max friends on that. Uh, <laughs> Instagram awesome. and Twitter. I'm glad I got in when I cigars. did. <laughs> hey, you got in early, baby, early adopter. And, and what are we going to do? Uh, we're going to purge it. I, I, I just not going to purge it. There's people who have been with us from day one. I'm not purging it. Even if they don't smoke Southern draw, I can't do it. I'm hoping that'll evolve, but, uh, Instagram and Twitter at SD cigars, I think you'll find that uh, Robert at SouthernDrawCigars.com, you can email us. You can Facebook Messenger us. You can text us if you've got the number. If you don't, you're not meant to have it. You could go online to the website and send a general request. You can can comment on Twitter or Instagram, and you're going to find that we're going to respond. We're we're very active. Um, We don't need to sleep, right? So I think those are the best, best tools. And if you post and you tag us, I can promise you we're going to share it. We're going to support it. We're going to try to get you some more followers over there. If you're a member of the media and you make a you know make a post, you'll see that we share it. Not only do we share it, but traditionally, if it comes in with a review or a rating or, or some wonderful coverage, we'll actually include that link on our website so when people go on there, they can click on it, and, and it sends them to the home, the point of origin. So we don't just cut and paste on the website trip, Dennis. We, we uh, mm-hmm. put those live links, so we're sending the traffic back to you, which is where it, it should be. So uh, th- those are all good ways to reach out to us. Awesome. Thank you. And we have one more uh, comment from somebody who – this might be another person that you know. Uh, he says, what's up, Robert? Or His name is W. David Wirtz. He says, what's up, Robert? El Lobo Negro from OKC. He loves your cigars. They're easily becoming his favorite Sunday back porch stick. Um, the guys from Omerta Cigar Company will be at – IPCPR. He's really looking forward to what's new. He's a huge Lancero fan, but he wants to know what your go-to stick is. Um, first of all, thank you very much. And I see all your posts, uh, all your tags, and thank you for the extra effort that you've made over the last couple of months. Omerta's uh, growing incredibly fast uh, as a retail partner for us. Uh, and of course, if they don't have all the Lanceros, today you can buy the Firethorn, the Kudzu, the Rosa Sherrod, and the Jacobs in Lancero. So, brother, make sure you let them know because we won't call them and and ask them. So you have all four of those at your disposal. Uh, My go-to is a Lancero. Um, I traditionally start the day with the same cigar that Tripp is smoking, the Rosa Sharon Lancero. Mm -hmm. Um, If not, it's a Firethorn Lancero in that format. I just love that Rosado. Uh, in the afternoons and evenings, if I've eaten or, or, or I've got a nice uh, pour of uh, something tasty in front of me, uh, obviously I'm moving over to the to the kudzu and the Jacob's ladder. Uh, but to finish that thought is, I, I'm I'm a big fan favorite of our uh, quick draw line. So I do smoke uh, quite a bit of the uh, uh, short panatellas and the Corona Gordo, uh, and my go-to in that is really. The uh, Ecuadorian dark, dark Habano, which is identified by the green band and the quick draw line. I, I do like the, obviously, I love the Broadleaf and I love the Connecticut. Uh, you guys did some great things with the Connecticut when it came out. And uh, the surgeon uh, had quite a few good comments to say about that. Yeah. But I'm big on that Dark Habano. It's just a very diverse, very satisfying blend. And, and, and that Corona Gordo and the short Panatella is just lovely. And at five to six bucks, it's hard to beat. Awesome. Well, thank you, Robert, very much for joining us. We, re- we always appreciate having you on the show. You're always a fun guest. 
Hey, my pleasure. I appreciate it. Sorry for the uh, iPad crash, but I'll uh, rectify that uh, by <laughs> sending this in to uh, to to uh, Ethan Jacob, aptly named from the Jacob's Ladder, my son. Uh, since we didn't get into that, he's also our IT guy, you know. But uh, uh, we'll uh, we'll rectify it. But I look forward to seeing you guys at the show. You be safe going out there, and uh, um, I'll make sure you uh, see the new press coming out on the new cigars, and uh, make sure we get uh, some of these uh, beautiful new Jacobs Lanceros and Rose Perfectos in your hands, so you could critique it and tell me uh, what you think. Tell, tell you what's wrong with it. Hey, somebody's <laughs> got to. Yeah, somebody's got to. I, I can't wait to try those, and I can't wait to I'm see excited. the show. Yeah, it's gonna. It, the show's gonna be a fun one this year. Uh, and of course, thank you to all of our listeners and all of our live viewers. We appreciate you guys out there. Um, and lastly, thank you to all of our Armed Forces Radio Network listeners out there. We know you guys are out there doing things that we aren't built to do, and we cannot appreciate that enough. Everybody have a great weekend. Stay safe, and we'll see you next time.